0: We're just never sure (laughs) about the intro. Are we recording right now? We are. Of course. This is the way that (laughs) Tiffany does things. Okay. Well, welcome to the show. We have the most humbled soul I think that I have ever met yet to date. And I think Tiffany would agree. Um, We met Dr. Kevin Preston. He is a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine, herbalist, and acupuncturist. Trained in biological medicine, known for his experience treating toxicity, chronic illness, and mystery syndromes, um, Kevin has served thousands of patients across North America. And that's just like a small tidbit of what you do. You're such an incre- incredible human, and we're so grateful to have you on the show. Thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for the invitation. Happy to connect with you both. This is great.
0: Yes, amazing. Um, so why don't we do a little bit of a deep dive into more of who you are and how you came about? (laughs) Just put you on the spot and go.
1: (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. Grew up on a farm in Alberta and, um, yeah, had a great childhood. Really, really grateful for that. Just lots of nature and farming and animals and great people. And, uh, I think it really helped me kind of find my roots, you know, exploring the woods and hunting and fishing and just being out in the world and, um, you know, a big appreciation for where food comes from and life, you know, life and death and, and all the pieces in between and played a lot of sports, lots of hockey and pretty much every sport under the sun. And, uh, my mom was a nurse, so I was kind of around medicine a little bit and there was a lot of, um. Families in the area that like farming and nursing and uh, veterinaries and ev- everything in between. So I was immersed and exposed to a lot that way. And, you know, still small town vibe kind of all the way through. And um, yeah, through sport, lots of injuries, had treatment with acupuncture and it opened a bunch of doors or reminded me of things that I probably had forgotten about. And yeah, started on that journey, took a leap of faith and. Pretty soon, uh, yeah, a few years into acupuncture, started learning herbal medicine, fell in love with herbal medicine, took a little while, but it kind of got through because I I just wanted to do acupuncture. But once I started learning about the herbal um, potency of what was possible with plants that, yeah, it just opened up a whole other world. And so I kept um, yeah following that pathway, did the doctor program in Chinese medicine, and then just seeing things in the environment and seeing patients where there was complicated cases right off the bat yeah. and that led me to start studying about toxicity and viruses and bacteria and chemicals and metals and all these things and um, you know i'm sure a lot of you know too it's when you dive into that world then it opens up more and more and more <laughs> and so it just kept going and it's been like that ever since so i've been practicing for like 14 and a half years now and it still feels fresh and new all the time, and it just keeps morphing and changing, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, dovetailed into leading lots of healing retreats and breath work and meditations and all these other things that I never even considered doing mm-hmm. years ago, and uh, yeah, so quite a journey. Wow. Yeah, it's been beautiful.
0: That's amazing.
2: What's your favorite practice right now?
1: Um, for myself? Like right or, now, like uh, currently,
2: like what you're doing right now for... The way that you're gifting your gift.
1: So more facilitating or like sharing with others. Because I do things for myself all the time. A lot of, I, right. I do things for others, but. Um,
2: sure. Let's start with your favorite for yourself.
1: I'm really into breath holds lately. Yeah. Well, probably the last year and a half, longer, but more intently focusing on holding my breath for long periods of time.
0: How long
1: can you hold it? Um, I touched five minutes. What? Holy. Yeah. The
0: fuck? You need to start going swimming and going under the water. I'm sure <laughs> he <is. laughs> Like crazy. Well, I definitely. Five minutes. Don't,
1: I haven't what? trained in the water because when you're training oh, by okay. yourself, you shouldn't be training in water. <laughs> for anybody listening, don't do that. So I usually just, yeah, sit in one of these chairs or I'll, I'll lay in the bed in the morning and or And you ain't night leaking
2: and, anything out.
1: No. Is that right? No. <laughs> You're
2: plugging so, all the holes. Yeah,
1: there's lots of practices to be able to close the airways properly because it does get hard after a little while. Yeah, like you may, you out. can't, can't <laughs> hold it in there. And I close
2: my ears, everything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think over time just going deeper and deeper into that. What I had found in the past of doing even like shorter breath holds and not really trying to push it like two minutes or two and a half, three minutes was I would drop into these really deep meditations and time would disappear and I would kind of forget about time and I wouldn't feel like I needed to breathe. And then I would often have my stopwatch going or my phone or whatever because I was curious and I'd journal some of that stuff just to see like what my body was doing. And I'd come out of it and I'd look over and it'd be almost four minutes and it would, it would shock me. Like that's not supposed to happen. Cause you know, when you're in junior high and they teach you about the brain and everything, it'll die after several minutes without oxygen. And of course, a lot of that has been um, debunked in different ways, not to mean oxygen isn't really important, it really is. Yeah. Cause it wasn't like I just, you know, hit five minutes one day, like it just happened. So when you grow your body's capacity and your discipline and your practice and your mental strength it's amazing what the physical body will do so i would have never imagined that i could do five minutes i'm not a free diver you know i was in athletics and i learned how to like breathe deeply and just through like lots of breath work and breath work training meditation you get into a better breath rhythm and you don't breathe as much and you get more efficient and and you know it's like the the high altitude training without high altitude because i also love using my body so if i'm in the forest or i'm working out or i'm doing big hikes or bikes i just wanted like oxygen efficiency like for performance like for practical reasons
2: my jam and
1: at the same time (laughs) i started noticing the longer i could hold my breath i would be more calm Mm. afterwards so calm so dialed in so clear And it was like unlocking these portals. And then the science geek that I am too, just even in medicine, of the way my body would respond. And there's this really cool thing that happens with your spleen and a lot of freedivers talk about it in some of the books and different things. When When you go beyond a bunch of minutes, your spleen will often have a contraction and dump a bunch of the... Like extra red blood cells into the bloodstream for survival mechanism. Wow. Whoa. And I, I felt that. I
0: actually did. What? Is like for oxygen, basically?
1: Yeah, like it's trying to save you. It's that. trying to save you. It's like part of the mammalian dive reflex and oh. all the science that they're studying now of what happens in the body submerged in water. Wow. That if you stop breathing or pass out, it'll close your airway and then you have another couple minutes to be revived. And so there's all this really cool. Um, you know, it's not cool when that happens necessarily, nobody really wants that to happen. But when I was doing some of my longer breath holds and like really pushing my body to see how far can I get? Cause I'd get to four minutes and then over that. And I thought maybe I could do five, like in my mind, five was this like really important threshold for some reason. And then as I was getting close to that, I felt like I'm Whoa. in tune with my body. I felt my spleen. It's kind of under on the left side, under the ribs and this like spasm, and tingle and this odd feeling.
2: What? Wow, and
1: back wow. when I was doing that, I actually didn't know <laughs> that like, was I'm happening. Like, what <laughs> like, wow?
3: Dropper like jaw wow. Dropper. So holy shit.
1: Yeah, I could I really felt it. And it actually wasn't until later in doing some more research and reading and taking in more information about doing longer breath holds that I realized what was happening. Because it's trying to dump Did you more feel red blood. I I felt it for a little while. Like I could feel my spleen area for the rest of the day. Okay. And then I, I was curious, like, did I do something not good did to my body? Because, like, five minutes is a long time, and maybe maybe my dad was right. I shouldn't be doing that. Cause my I think... dad was <laughs>
3: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I shared with my, awesome. my dad, I was doing lots of breath hold stuff, then he's very safety conscious, and yeah. I'm grateful. I got parents that love me very much. So I think he thought, Kev's gone too far. Like, that's <laughs> not safe. And, you know, all the things that we've been taught is, like, you shouldn't go minutes without oxygen, Unless you've trained for it. Yeah. exactly, You know, unless you've worked your capacity up that your body actually knows how to respond to that. So I had been doing that.
2: How long did it take you to get to that? Um, He's like one hour.
1: Uh, about <laughs> like six weeks. Six weeks? Of focused practice And every what day. were you starting with? I was pretty good. My body seems to be pretty efficient. I'm exercising all the time. And I think because I had done various types of breath work for years before that, on and off. And then if you get out of practice, it's like anything else. If you don't yeah. go to the gym for a while and then you get back into it, you get pretty sore for a while, but your body kind of remembers and then you're, you're up and running again. So I was taking a breath hold training course, actually, and um, the guy who was teaching us had had some different records in the U.S. for static breath holds, like six minutes, seven minutes. I think he got up to eight as well. Just you're not hyperventilating, you're not oxygen loading, you're not, you're not doing any of the prep work. You just get into a really relaxed space. Do a few, you know, just easy breaths and then you just breathe in and hold.
0: And it's like you're not in fight or flight in that moment. That's the
1: idea is I think for me, the practice is I actually wanted to get more relaxed, not, you know, spiking adrenaline in my system or moving into fight or flight. So... I, I wouldn't fight it because you could tell if you start fighting it, you can't go as long. Yeah. The more relaxed you get, the longer you could go. So I started noticing it was actually a barometer for how stressed out I may be that given day. Oh,
3: shit. Because
1: some days I'd honestly struggle to get like two minutes or two and a half minutes. And other days, three, four minutes, like no problem. And without effort, like easier. And I started really noticing there was a direct correlation to my nervous system not being regulated or feeling anxious or stressed or I had a lot going on, then it would take me quite a while to get into it. And I just couldn't. But mm. if I was relaxed, I was, you know, in a good mood or had a great day and really in the flow and just felt dialed in. If I drop into it, Oh yeah. Like double, you know, double the, the breath hold. Mm. So it was really an interesting way to track how am I doing? So a lot of times I wake up in the morning and do it and just see, where am I at? If I just like take a deep breath, I it's just like, woke it's like up weighing
2: yourself at certain. Times. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so let's check yeah. in. First, like, yeah. Yeah. Wake up. So do you think that has anything to do with the tolerance of CO2? Do you know anything about that?
1: I do. I think it does. But what I've also learned just treating tons of patients over the years is that, and even in my own life, we can adapt to so many things. Yeah. So we can adapt to unhealthy scenarios unfortunately or fortunately like our bodies are so resilient mm-hmm. which sometimes I think why people stay in scenarios that are not good or not healthy or you know they, they stay in a job that they hate for years and years and years because you you can get by it has a, a toll on your health for sure and that's what I started to see in the clinic of asking deeper and deeper questions of how did this illness come to be for whoever I was working with not just well let's do some treatment and see it's like well if we understand how this came to be maybe we can rewind that and undo that completely and people would start sharing about their relationships or their work or all the things that they'd been through that were unaddressed and then you could start correlating the illnesses that would start showing up in that so it's awesome that we're resilient and at the same time it's really good to pay attention to our external environment the people we're around and being with and so when it comes to co2 tolerance in the body You know, that's like the elevation training. There's less oxygen and you start kind of loading your system. But I think our bodies are so beautiful at adapting. Whatever we start focusing on, it'll start doing. Whether it's gym workouts, swimming, breath holds, writing, typing. Like you could pick anything. If you really start focusing on it, your mind actually starts laying down new neural circuits That's right. to have a more effective and efficient loop, which is why when you see pro athletes do a golf swing or whatever, then you just, it's just so fluid and so beautiful because they've done it 10,000 times or whatever the numbers are, but it's actually because they've got more myelin sheath, faster circuit circuitry built for a specific process. So I believe that's true for breath work, mm-hmm. and you see it with freedivers, you see it in places in the world, like I think the Maldives and there's other countries where it's a way of life. Yeah. And they would dive for oysters or pearls or all the different things that are under the sea. Mm-hmm. And they'd been doing it their whole lives. And yeah. it'd be 10, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. And you think, that's not possible. And it's like, well, yeah, if you focus on something long enough, and I know we all have different capacities, mm-hmm. but anybody, if they focus on something enough, you'll start adapting your, your physiology response to it, either consciously why...
3: or not.
0: Yeah. It's It's even like, you know, the movie Avatar where those other beings, they're all, they're going underwater and they're teaching the other avatars how to hold their breath to stay under longer. And this is the same thing of what's happening and like what you're tapping into right now. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's incredible. Um, kind of want to go back for a second. So Tiffany and I took a trip to Calgary. So just a backstory of how we met and we went out on a, on a whim and we go to calgary to the kids carson and friend show and then we meet kevin there um we were having lunch with deidra and then you and deidra had spoken to uh, and talked and then we were came and had lunch and here you are sitting there just the most humble like that d- doesn't even say a word tiffany and i later are like oh my gosh you're a doctor like you do all these crazy next level things and um What was the point of me sharing that? Oh, so the fact that, you know, uh, Tiffany now took and I took a trip to Vernon so that we could do this and interview you. And we've gone on a hike and we went and saw your clinic. And I wanted to talk about what Tiffany and I got to experience with you today. That was like next level. That was the (laughs) coolest machine ever. The biocharger. We can take a little dive into that.
1: Yeah, we can chat about the biochargers. So I guess... um part of my work for many years, frequency medicine, toxicity, you know, like I said, viruses, bacteria, and everything else, and really just trying to understand the cause of illness, regardless of who it was, what their condition is, so I'm always looking for tools, um, resources, ways to get better results, faster results, how can we do things more effectively, more efficiently, and even if we've had really good success with a lot of cases, I know there's always room for improvement, you know, and I feel that way for myself, that we can always learn more, we can always you know, refine things. And so I've been looking for a device like that for a while. I've been studying frequency for years and I, I knew you know, pulse electromagnetic field and you know, other ways of, of healing and lots of modalities and certainly acupuncture too. But I thought I can only see so many people in a day And I was getting really busy and, you know, a lot of um, patient load and things. And I I wanted more tools to support the people that I was seeing, Mm -hmm. that I wouldn't have to see them myself or that they could come in. We do acupuncture, do some treatment of some kind, and then I could put them in the room with the biochargers that (laughs) that device that you guys sat with. That's why I wanted is like, well, maybe we can get people better even faster. Yeah. And. Well, that would be cool. Isn't that why everybody comes in to get treatment? It's kind of like at a practical level.
2: People are always yeah. looking for that easy yeah. button. Like, and there's <laughs> one in that room, I tell you.
1: Yeah, well, that's um, down. could be the the rural farming background. Like, you, you need to find ways to get things done. And my mind's always looking for solutions. So if there's an issue, I want to find tools or resources, either people or modalities or whatever it is, to match that up so we can actually get results like that's really what we're there for is to get results. And, um, yeah, the biocharger, was, it was something that came across my path in a really, um, synchronous way as things do. And I was at a a Tony Robbins conference in Florida and there was one open seat in the row that I was sitting in and I had already talked to the company and was pretty sure I was going to buy one, but was kind of waiting for that, that confirmation, you know, it's an investment and, the guy that got sat beside me, there's only one open seat, turned out to be the CEO of Biocharger.
2: What? <laughs> and
1: him and I had already talked on the phone. What? Like two or three what? weeks before that. And so when he sat down, I was like, oh, hey, you know, and then we're, you know, we're in the in event the and we get to the first break and I was just looking at his name tag and I was like, hmm, that name sounds familiar. And then he looks at mine and we're chatting. He was like, Kevin? Jim? <laughs> Jim? <Jen? laughs> and then we got talking about been
2: talking on email yeah and
1: and had a phone call (laughs) and stuff but um (laughs) yeah it was pretty cool so that was the confirmation i needed because i had done my due diligence i talked to the company i talked to him and he was so passionate about health and healing and shared more stories about biocharger and what they were doing and what they're up to and i just i really got to know him and i had a lot of respect for what he was saying and sharing and it aligned with what i wanted and so I was like, all right, I'm, I'm buying one and yeah, I haven't looked back. Can't so can get we, a bigger sign. No, we, so right we've had, <laughs>
0: no, <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: hilarious.
1: Yeah. Oh, so wow. I was like, even I can't miss that one. That seems pretty obvious. <laughs> like, okay, let's, uh, let's get it. And so we've had it in the clinic for five years now, at least. And, you know, as I was sharing with you, I had bought a few other ones to, to use in sort of a, a private rental program that we have just so people can access, treatment and healing easier especially through COVID it turned out to be really handy or people that see me at a great distance then it's it's easy to send them a machine and then (laughs) yeah then it kind of replaces me a little bit which is what I was looking for so we use it in the clinic in addition to everything that we do and yeah a lot of people come in and use it we've got recipes on there for Pretty much anything, I would say. Whatever the the angle is, yeah.
2: I think we're confusing everybody. What are we talking about here? Yeah, recipes let's... for what?
1: So but let's, let's let's
0: talk about the machine, machine a little bit more, like the inside. <laughs> what it looks the inside? Like, what, it's, what it's all about.
1: Well, yeah, it looks like a little mini spaceship. I don't know how you guys would describe it. And it's we have got video of it. like photon light therapy, pulse electromagnetic field frequency, and it all wraps into one. And so the recipes are basically set programs on the machine that are usually like 12 minutes, you know, maybe 15 minutes, some are shorter, some are longer. And you just sit there like we did. And then you choose whatever recipe, if you want to target more like viral load or help the immune system. Um, there's inflammation recipes on there. There's ones for mitochondrial support, energy, sleep, stress. Um, what about the one that we did? Tell it. them what we did. So we did violet flame today. Tell them,
3: tell them. <laughs>
0: yeah the violet flame
1: yeah well you know St. Germain violet flame and so some people are familiar with that some people not It maybe sounds kind of hokey but
3: the idea is
1: (laughs) it'll cleanse and clear through the, the violet flame it'll help burn away and cleanse anything that doesn't serve you anymore so you can invoke the violet flame and so being in front of a frequency device where it's calibrated to that frequency and it'll run through a set of harmonics and do a sweep of the whole system, basically, then, I mean, you, you guys were there and I don't know what you may have felt, but, uh, yeah, it gets like pretty tingly in there and
3: yeah, yeah, it's like,
1: it just circulates all the energy and then offloads what's not needed and kind of lightens the, the whole system.
0: Yeah. And also after you just like reached up and you weren't even touching the machine and you literally turned the light on and the light wasn't even on. That was insane. By touching Just by bulb. touching the light bulb. Yeah. So Kevin literally just reached his hand up and turned on the light bulb without anything. <laughs> it was just like how magical we really are. We have a video the, of that. Too. And then also our phones, <laughs> our phones would um, weren't working properly. No. And you can, Tiffany touched the top, which you'll see the video of that. And she got a shock. But this thing, you guys, like I felt like I was going to outer space. It was like, I can't even, I'm trying, but it was like, we were just being like, want, it's like, and the sounds were just insane. And it was like, it did. It felt like it was just being rippled through my body. And I was just like, yes, fucking air dry that shit. Get it out. <laughs> and then we did the six minute one, which was the chakra, chakra
1: balance. Yeah it sweeps through each of the major energy centers of the body. Yeah. So I don't know what you guys experience with that one, but everybody gets a little bit different feel with it. Sometimes it's more subtle. Sometimes people feel it like really in their their forehead or their throat or maybe solar plexus or something. So it tends to like hit the system where you need it the most or maybe where things are a little bit stuck. And then after that, you just, yeah, I always feel lighter walking out of the, the biocharger room some people, depending on the recipes we choose to target, uh, maybe bacteria or immune system issues, they might feel pretty tired after that because mm-hmm. it's, it's treatment. Yeah. You know, you're moving things through or you're detoxing stuff out of the body. And um, so afterwards, sometimes it's like drink lots of water, yeah, I got get my some water. rest. And if I do several recipes in a row, then yeah, you might feel that mm-hmm. the next day. And, and then people often come through and they feel, like I was saying, way more clear headed way yeah. more focused they get their energy back and um yeah so it's a, a fun device
0: tiffany what happened to you when you walked outside
2: uh i could smell the air yeah like i could sell smell the flowers blooming and the it's pollen like brand new. And just yeah small
1: like heightened senses like 100%. more acute
2: yeah and in the room i was like instantly relaxed like yeah. instantly because we just came back from the hike and all the
0: things the hike yeah. and the cold plunge and that was so magical can you share a little miracle story that happened um with one of your clients
3: Any,
1: yeah
0: anyone that you choose or that you can share
1: yeah uh, with the machine so yeah so more cool. specific to the biocharger and I'm, I'm grateful that i had to think about it for a second because we've there's so many we've experienced lots of beautiful miracles and i feel so blessed to do the work that i do because I experienced a lot of miracles and it's really actually helped shape my own beliefs about life and what, what I think is possible, or especially in the past, what I didn't think was possible. And then we kind of prove ourselves wrong a little bit and somebody that's maybe not supposed to be around or they get a prognosis of a few months and, you know, almost regardless of the treatment that we're doing whatever it is, the the magic that coalesces or the synchronicities or the the right combination of things come together. And sometimes I have a really good idea of what those are. And other times it's beyond my own mind of understanding of what really created that healing where somebody turns a corner and suddenly they get better and the illness that they're supposed to have for life seems to disappear, melt away or the illness that was supposed to take them out in a, a relatively short period of time, a few months. It doesn't and they're still around for a few months longer and then a year longer and then sometimes a few years later we're all like hey how you doing and they're doing Uh, amazing and thriving and I think I don't know all the elements that contributed but um, I do know the biochargers contributed to that a lot and just recharging the cells of the body giving people back the energy that they need especially when the body's been so depleted or clearing and just supporting, and especially like for a couple of the people that we've done rentals for, if they live, you know, in remote places or they can't access other wow. treatments or other healing, and then I can direct it from the office and suggest the recipes because we can control it through the control panel, like through the cloud in our own office. Oh wow! That's and so if I know what's going on with them, and generally they're oh. patients of mine that I've seen, then I can say, hey, I want you to do this recipe morning, this recipe evening for the next, you know, three four days or I'll write a prescription almost that they can cycle through. And so, yeah, we've had a few patients that they had pretty challenging prognosis and, uh, it wasn't looking good outcome wise. And then we get them going with the biocharger, And, um, one person in particular, kind of one of the first ones we had done the rental program with, um, she didn't have a great prognosis and we had been working with her for a while and she was hanging in there and we're, you know, trying to, get things to the next level but she wasn't able to see us very often it was only every few months but she definitely felt the biocharger when she'd come in so we chatted i ended up deciding to buy another one and she agreed to rent it and then she had it at her place i think it was maybe seven or eight months and yeah we just stayed on it with recipes daily we'd usually give her a day off a week or maybe two days and we'd chat get feedback see what she was feeling and i'd shift up the recipes and we just kept going And she ended up bringing it back um, at the end of that time frame because she was good and her prognosis was really not good. And I think a lot of the doctors and nurses, she was telling me they'd see her at her place, you know, gardening outside and all just kind of looking like, how How, are you still here? here? And not only you're here, but you're doing things and oh, you're back working again and you're doing really well and you're feeling well. And uh, so, yeah, I, I know the biocharger contributed a lot to that. So, we're really grateful to that yeah. technology and the guys at Biocharger that have put this all together so that people can access more medicine. Yeah. And, you know, I know we talked about this a little bit that I think where medicine is going is people are starting to look after their own health more. They're becoming more empowered. They're looking into devices like the Biocharger. They're looking into all the other things that exist on the market, smaller frequency devices and things, because we know that we need to take responsibility. That the outside world isn't gonna solve it for us, but yeah. we can make really good decisions to solve things for ourselves, and
2: and that's the way it should be.
1: Yeah, we can use it's tools that we need, true. and you know, kind of help each other out you and can't see depend what works. On anybody and
2: anybody to help you, you gotta help yourself. Yeah, yeah. But I like the idea of opportunities coming your way and taking advantage of those opportunities, and you got a choice whether yeah. you do it or you don't. Always. And If you don't,
0: then you didn't answer the call. Yeah, you have. A, <laughs> there's a path for you. Whether it's an exiting or a higher calling, it really depends. Well when you ask for help, help seems to come. So it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's
2: amazing to hear the success stories. And I want to just
0: clarify and he's meaning recipe, not as in a food recipe, but the recipe on the actual (laughs) machine. Because that sounds like, oh, maybe you had this, you know, certain recipe of this magical food. Frequency recipe. Yeah, frequency recipe. Yeah. Exactly. I think we should kind of talk a little bit about your special event that Tiffany and I will be going to and a little bit of promotion on that and what that's gonna look like and just kind of encourage people to step out of their comfort zone and try something new some massive healing
1: I do enjoy um, helping people get beyond the previous confines that they've put their life in whether that's health or just life in general relationships goals dreams that i usually find the the health and the vitality that somebody has is kind of related to how small they see themselves Mm -hmm. and so treatments and medicine all the different things that we do in the clinic and a lot of the work that i do one-on-one over the the last bunch of years i've been taking that into the retreat setting because i like being out of the office too i like being in the office but i love being in nature and you know, moving our bodies and being in lakes and rivers and waterfalls and mountains and everything else. Cause I find that just allows for even more healing. And then I also wanted to get people for longer than an hour or two. And I, I do deep dive visits in the clinic too, that are generally two and a half, three hour visits in the beginning. But I also thought like if I could get somebody for a day, Or two days or three days, like what could be possible of what we could unleash in the body and clear and heal. And so the transformations I started seeing in the retreats we were doing, pretty miraculous as well. And sometimes shockingly so and surprising and people's whole lives would change. They would look like a different human being after even like 48 hours. And, you know, you start doing like before and after pictures or in some cases, like we should have taken pictures because have you guys looked at yourselves with what can happen. And again, that started reaffirming like new beliefs for me that, oh, you can transform things quickly. It doesn't have to be 10 years. It could be a weekend or an afternoon where something gets unlocked in your system through meditation or treatments that we'd be doing or energetic practices or different processes or breath work or all the different things that are available. And a lot of stuff that I do in the retreat specifically to help unlock and clear things that, Maybe have been stuck in the body for a long time, and so that inspiration of seeing what was happening and seeing what was possible, we started doing a couple bigger events last year with like 120 people, 130 people, one day kind of blitz like mini retreat. Cool. I wanted to make it accessible to a lot of people, um, not a huge price point. One day, it was a Saturday, the first one we did last year in the in June around solstice and. It went really well and i loved it i got a lot of great feedback i felt like i was kind of stepping into my element even more
3: answering the
1: call yeah but then you could also see the 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 group and the amount of like hugging and connecting and community and that was one of the greatest feelings that i had and there was a lot of amazing outcomes and a lot of beautiful messages after that but that day even when i wasn't on stage and i was off to the side just taking a break, but kind of watching everybody and feeling and just seeing the amount of interaction at a heart level and people like crying and laughing and sharing. That's really what I wanted too: is people to come together to support each other and realize the amount of healing that's possible when we do that, especially with a common goal, a common direction, a high vibe, you know, everybody's kind of going in the same direction and speaking a similar language. And even if somebody was new to it, you could see everybody like pull them in and it was just very accepting and so i thought yeah we got to do more of this yeah. and yeah. so that led us to do it. another one in the fall around uh, fall equinox and that went really well too and so the the vision for this new event which wanted to be called the new human mm-hmm. is i think it's where we're where we're going and where we we can go it doesn't have to be in the future we can actually bring it into existence now
3: yeah
1: and even a lot of the conversations we've had today in nature about health and humanity and the heart and the emotions and all the elements of what we experience in life. I think that's more of where we're going where right. it's not so much fluffy stuff we're not just talking about the weather oh, nothing God. against that but at the same time like I love deep heart conversations small
2: talk, weather talk yeah hey, so how's it going? <laughs> no. small talk shit.
1: Like, yeah like let's let's get beyond that to yeah. a, a much higher consciousness. And help each other at a a higher level. And so then we can actually all rise together. And when we do that, it was always about the health for me. But now I also see it's about joy, fun, adventure, play, how much you can actually enjoy your experiences as, as humans. And at a new level, and so yeah, I'm really excited. You know, it's you know, coming up in June. Yes. I'm not sure when the podcast is coming out here, but June 10th and the 11th.
0: Yeah, the, it will It'll, be. It will before, be before your event. We wanted okay. to make sure it's going to be probably next week, even or the week after. Um, that. How many people are you expecting this one?
1: That's a, a good question. I I actually have no idea. No. And we have room for 600 people. We have an amazing event center I in need that. Enderby. <laughs> And it's, it's like, hundreds hundreds. like 30,000 square feet in there, I think. It's and uh, But it's a, a very powerful space. And uh, yeah, the, the place has its own energy. You'll see what I mean when you guys get there. Oh,
3: I'm so excited.
1: And so I wanted a space that could house a really great giant group of people. And I do trust in some way that the people that are at these events, whether it's like smaller retreats, because I've done one-on-one retreats, I've done you know, where it's just five or six people or 15 or 20 people. And then certainly the bigger events last year that it always works out perfectly of the people that are meant to be there. They're there and it never fails. And I also think because we build a lot of intention and work on it for months ahead of time, building that energetic container that by the time we're there, it's like the work's already done. Now we just need to show up and then it totally is held. It's safe we're protected. We're in this beautiful vortex of energy that has so many layers of love and healing built into it that it just starts happening automatically. And then everything just seems to flow. So I'd love to see 600 people there. And, um, I, I trust that whoever is there in whatever the, the capacity is, it's going to be quality and it's Mm going to be deep it's going to be super healing and, um, yeah, life changing. Yeah. I, I know that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And who, Always. maybe do just do share a little more. bit of some of the guest speakers that you have coming.
1: Yeah, we have Mark Groves come to join us. And um, that's been a dream of mine for a while. And I'm um, following Mark for years online and loving a lot of what he speaks about. Yes, that is with us. just so, so important to me as well. It's relationships. And he's a human connection specialist. And he that's. Sure is kind of what I'm doing in the clinic all day, every day for years, and then moving into the the bigger events that we're doing. And so it just seemed really natural that, yeah, I would want to have him come and, and join us. And especially for where we're going, I think everybody's looking for better relationships, healthier relationships, uh, relationships that thrive way more, mm-hmm. where we feel fulfilled and they help us grow, you know, yeah. where we're in mm-hmm. a growth mindset, but we can help each other along the way. And so he's learned so many skills and tools that then he shares in, uh, certainly he'll be sharing at the event around upleveling the relationships, coming back to our true nature as well. So he'll be speaking on Saturday and Sunday cause it's a two day event this time. And yeah, I'm grateful. He answered the call and said, yes, yeah. to come join us. And, um, then we have, uh, another lovely soul. Her name is Kristen Hallett and, uh, I met her synchronistically as well just trusting the guidance. I, I got shown that I was supposed to connect with her, but I wasn't really sure why. Yeah. And then once we started talking and I was sharing about the event and then I was asking her what she was doing and what she was passionate about. And she started sharing that she's been working with people in the dying process.
3: Ooh.
1: And yeah, That's exactly. So powerful. And, yeah, and so powerful. in a really beautiful like special way and maybe I won't share too much about that just yet but that that moment of somebody's life is profound yeah and so her sitting with them like one-on-one really tapping into these elements and and kind of pulling these pieces out that maybe they wouldn't have shared before or they wouldn't have been able to articulate and uh, she's a writer she is a writer as well and speaker and um yeah, i really felt connected um energetically that there was you know really easy flow with with both of us wow. and i was telling her about the vision for the event and she seemed on board right away and then i started understanding why i wanted her to come yeah. was to kind of tap into a similar process but that we don't need to wait until we're dying yeah to really actually fully live and oh and that God. seems like this this really potent piece that we can dive into if we can face some of those fears, like courageously and in an empowered way, we just remove so much fear and clutter from our system that actually can expand our lives in, in, in a really incredible way. And then, um, illness tends to drop away when we step out of fear more too. So yeah, we're just pulling all these elements together. I'm really excited about how it's coming together and uh, I've got an amazing team and amazing crew that's been, working on this with me for months and, you know, taking a big leap of,
3: so
1: cool. you know, enacting a vision that's been shown for months. And I feel like it's time and people are ready. And even if people feel like they're not ready, because I, I know that's the case for retreats. Sometimes they feel the energy or they could feel the potency of what may unfold, but it's the unknown because mm-hmm. they don't know where they're going to be after within themselves. And that can be scary. Yeah. And so I would just say to people, if you're feeling that, this will be an event that is going to hold you and that you will be able to land even into the unknown, but that it also unlocks what's actually possible for you in this life.
2: Wow. And we're back. <laughs> Weirdly enough, here we are. We're changed clothes. We needed to take a break.
0: <laughs> we had Some a... shit went down. Some shit
2: <laughs> went down actually literally the computer went down and we actually it was funny the computer went down and Kristen's like this happened for a reason because we're meant to get read by Kevin (laughs) (laughs) And, and I look at her I'm like of course you said that of course you said that so we actually continued on with our session without the recording and Kevin did a beautiful reading on both of us and it was so profound I mean i didn't expect it i didn't expect that level of just support truth and just love and what you channeled through was like fucking wow on point (laughs) a lot of truths (laughs) came out and yeah it was just very profound and i had such a beautiful sleep last night that even like my best friend came through in my dream and it was so like real it was so real but i just felt like she doesn't come in very often and when she does, I know that that's like, I try to think around the time that she, when she comes in where I'm at and it's when I'm the most grounded is when she comes in. She was doing a lot of spiritual work before she passed. Mm. So she was really peeling the onion and she's just like, she's just right there.
0: She's always watching me. She's like,
2: come on, Tim. Let's, Let's go. go. It's about time. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's time to level up. So, yeah. Always. Yeah, we had no, we had no idea that that was going to happen and I'm so grateful that it did because um, through my experience I got to access the inner child and really um, call her back home and that was something that was blocking me big time from a lot of levels of myself accepting a lot of things within myself loving myself on a deeper level Um, but maybe you can just talk about what happens for you in that process and and what you do because like, like I said, we weren't expecting that to go down, and I was rocked beyond in the best way possible.
2: Yeah, he's like, "Are you ready to cry?"
0: Yeah, he, oh yeah, he's like, <laughs> "Are I don't you want sure?" To cry. <laughs> and I'm like, "Bring it on!" I'm like, "Let's do this."
1: Well, it's it's not about having people have to cry. It just seems like in well in the clinic over lots of years, and certainly retreats, and then being in a setting where you know, it feels like there's good energy and good connection and nothing needs to be forced. There's no agenda for a a specific outcome having to happen that a lot of times what I see is that just us being in proximity as human beings and connecting at a heart level, whatever's there will start to come forward because it's real and it's authentic. And a lot of times most humans, me included, there's tears in there that haven't come out yet there's things that we have felt that haven't been processed fully or there's layers there and so it was more of just wanting to be transparent and open that you both were like well maybe we can you know do a session or you know do some readings and I'm like yeah I'm I'm open to it that feels good that feels great and it may bring some stuff up because it usually and, does and, and- <laughs> I want to I just want to like share and sort of inform and communicate really well so that, you know, you don't get down that road of like, I didn't want to go down this road. Like you didn't really share, prepare me. And I've seen it with acupuncture before with patients that have had negative experiences with acupuncture. And then they come in and we're going to maybe do some treatment. And they're like, I don't want acupuncture. Didn't have a good experience. And I think, well, why would that be? Like, tell me what happened. We don't have to do acupuncture. It would probably help you and then they share it. and a lot of times it just comes down to poor communication mm. that the practitioner didn't share hey i'm i'm going to do this now and it may feel like this or you might experience this and kind of prepare their nervous system just from a a kindness point of view and i always want to be kind and honest and just be human because that's what i would want if somebody's like hey do you want a reading i'm like yeah can you share a little bit and instead of just like diving right in really, yeah. really deeply without any kind of context that some emotions might surface, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna find. I'm not sure what's gonna transpire. So then it it's um, I think part of it is trust and safety that then your nervous system has been communicated with. I've communicated, so I feel good that I've you know shared that there's some context going on that things may happen. And then we can dive in. And then it, I think it's actually that safety then allows really cool things to emerge and then more healing happens. So I didn't know that crying was going to take place, but
2: the possibility, possibility is, is, is always there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand like that bit of resistance is someone like, you know, in the example that you gave, it's usually does come into just lack of communication
3: mm-hmm. when
2: you get like a, a level of sense of like upset or um, confusion or you know just a little bit like mm like that resistance, it always comes down to just a lack of communication and I I stand by that true all the time and I don't even I, I very rarely, get in that place of upset, because I always want to make sure I'm standing in my truth, Mm -hmm. making sure I'm very clear with my communication as much as I can. No holding back, trying to stay in that present moment so I can think of the things that I need to say to prepare. Even my classes, like the classes that I do, I always try to be in that moment and preparing people. Hey, just so you know, if you feel emotions and they come up mm-hmm, let yeah. them just ride it out just right. let them yeah. come yeah. in. <laughs> don't try to understand it it's like the feeling is the healing and if yeah. you are yeah. not feeling certain things and you've suppressed them expect them to come up for sure yeah and yeah so in, in, in a lot of people don't want to feel because it, it hurts and it yeah. and it, it's painful yeah. and it sucks but what we have to understand it's just a small blip of our life of feeling that rather than a lifetime of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just fucking let it go and don't be afraid. Surrender to percent. The oh, and then hundred percent. Like what you read with me, I've I've had tears from that. There was no. There's never. There has not been suppression for me. Yeah. I've been in, immersed in it, so it's been it's been freeing, and it, it, for me because. I know that I'm allowing the process to happen the way it's supposed to happen mm-hmm. in the sense of the feeling and mm-hmm. not suppressing not being in denial and you know all the things. Mm-hmm. So I do yeah, I just think that's really really powerful making sure that we're just clear in our communication. Yeah. Especially when that's our work, that we're observing all the time, why wouldn't we share what we're observing from past experiences just yeah. to prepare for the future that's what the past is for isn't it
1: mm-hmm. yeah it's always always learning and I think the suppression of emotions definitely from what I've seen in the clinic it leads to issues in the body in the physical body mm-hmm. um, seemingly whatever shows up physically has a root in the mental emotional or spiritual components of the system and usually when I'm working with somebody I'm trying to assess where is the disturbance or where's the blockage? Where's the suppressed peace? Could be a belief structure about yourself, could be past trauma, past hurts, could be more energetic, could be any number of those things. And of course, yes, there's the physical component, but I usually find the physical manifestation is like the last thing that shows up
3: mm-hmm. that
1: you can rewind that a little further. So in Chinese medicine, all the organs are important because they connect with the emotions. The emotions are not bad, anger, you know sadness all these things grief they're not inherently bad the suppressed or um unexplored elements of what has been felt that gets stuffed into the body then that's the issue that's the issue so when we
2: met you first in calgary and you were talking a little bit about what you were doing and like who you were um i was dealing with a pain in my arm so it was like right in here and it was like i couldn't massage it i went and saw I had multiple sessions to see if we could work it out and it was like right in my arm and Kristen and I had talked about what it could be and it was like literally what I was physically like going through mentally and she would asked me she's like can you just let it go just let it go let it let go any control anything and I actually had to I really had to deep dive in and go in that realm and it's like gone like, I don't even, it, I, I didn't even do anything other than fix, fix the mindset that I was sitting with. Like yeah. if I was, and I didn't feel like I was even hanging on to anything, but if I was hanging on to something, could I let that go? That's right. And it was just like yeah. gone, like amazing. And I've done that <laughs> so many times too. But like this one was just really interesting for me because I'm like, I didn't do anything. It took a long time. But I didn't, I didn't do anything That's to hurt right. it. Like nothing had happened. Like yeah. I, I didn't do anything out of the norm. It just all of a sudden it just started fucking aching, yeah. aching. Like well,
1: and with patients, so many times, and I've experienced this myself. They might be sharing like I'm feeling this. This is what's happening with my body. Here's what's going on. You know, shoulder at my knee or whatever. And there's no reason for it. And I'll usually stop them and say, Hang on a second there is a reason for it, it may not be obvious, like it might not be logical, that there's nothing logical you see that's going on here. But if we just take a step back, dive in a little bit deeper, it usually doesn't take very long of like, oh, there's the reason. But it's subconscious, you know, we don't always know. And so this is how we get to support each other as humans in moving forward with heart-centered connections, authenticity, that when you say, hey, how are you? If you share that from an authentic heart level place and somebody re- is able to receive it in that way, there's so much depth there. So Versus like, oh hey, how's it going? You're like, yeah, good. Yeah, good. That's and like I the get Canadian there's not way. a you know, time and place <laughs> to do deep dive of like tell me all about your trauma like right now. So, we get to navigate this together, but uh, what I'm enjoying in my life, especially the last few years, is the people that I have in my life, especially people close to me, it's generally pretty deep all the time and, and honest and connective and I might say thanks for asking how I am I'm actually really struggling today I don't have the space to, to like share. speak about this but could we talk tonight mm-hmm. or tomorrow because I want to yeah or actually do you have a few minutes because I can share and you know maybe that opens it up and it's just the the communication
3: That's of right. just
1: being really open and really clear and uh, yeah such a, a beautiful learning that so much comes from the communication around that because we generally all have these parts of our systems that have been overlooked or suppressed or weren't met or weren't seen yeah. and so when we start seeing that for each other it just starts naturally coming up the energy is just wanting to reach the light you know, it's, right. it's just wanting to make its way out somewhere and that may come through sadness or grief or anger or projecting on somebody else, but really, it's you know these things that are unsatisfied or unmet in your system. And uh, believe me, I've had plenty of that for myself too. Yeah. Where it's, is all this coming from? What's going oh, on? There, and, I have so yeah. many stories, like so
2: many stories. <laughs> yes,
0: go but deep. This is about you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. This
0: is about Kevin. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. I have a question. So, what happens in your body and like to you when you're Processing somebody, or you're going within, or reading for them.
1: Mm. Usually, I think it's just coming into the the space energetically, in a sense, like really landing and checking for myself: is am I present? Okay. And if I'm really present, then we can go deeper. And of course, we always ask and communicate, right? And, you know, sharing um, whatever may be happening. I may have ask questions, but if I don't feel present. I'll stay in that until I do and I won't really begin because then I, I don't think I'm going to be as effective as the highest level of service to feel and really pick up or point to or guide what is actually needing to happen so for any practitioners I would say this and this has been a long learning curve for me is your energy matters more than what you could imagine with what may come forward in a really clear way or not a clear way and we don't have to be perfect I have my great days where I just feel so dialed in and so in the flow and other days it's more of a struggle, but I still take the time to breathe, connect, check. Why am I here? What is my intention for being here? Mm-hmm. I want to be of service. Okay. Yeah. Whatever the highest is, then let's invite that forward in a really clear way. And then I just start like feeling and sensing and observing. And it's kind of hard to describe how that feels in my system, but usually I'm in the zone if I'm feeling relaxed and at peace and fairly neutral like I don't have as I I do you know I'm I'm still a human I have an invested interest in somebody feeling better of
3: course
1: and I can also understand that I can't predict for that I don't know what's going to come up but what I can predict for for myself is I can be present um, conscious loving kind honest and just sitting in those qualities of like what would I want in somebody holding space for me sometimes i actually don't want them to say anything it's just their presence is enough Mm -hmm. so over the years i'm learning more i'm still learning that how to say less and how to just listen more and let the energy move and let the person like i was saying last night a little bit like they can navigate that themselves if they have help and a guide and somebody who's like holding safe space for them then those things will start to emerge naturally Mm -hmm. so I'll see a lot of things sort of in the, the inner vision or I'll sense it. I don't really feel things in my own body of yeah. what they would feel, but it's like I can feel that they're feeling yeah. a particular location or, or place. And it, it shows itself in, in different ways for each person. Sometimes I'll see uh, maybe something from their past or sometimes I'll see an object and I don't know why I'm being shown that. I'm being shown um, an old barn or I'm seeing something and I'll just share and I was pretty shy to share about these things in the beginning, especially working in the clinic. It's like, no, I'm a doctor. I need to be clinical. If I start getting into the the, the shop on the side here, it's like, oh. But then I would just be inquisitive and just say, hey, I'm sensing this or I'm seeing this, I'm being shown this. It may not mean anything, but yeah. I'm just going to share this. And most of the time they'd say, that's really interesting Um, Blah, blah, blah. They'd share a whole story about it and it would completely relate back to something deeper in the body that would then lead to huge healing. But for me in the beginning, it seemed totally random and I would often push it away actually before I was really learning how to dance with my own intuition or my own ability to kind of sense and feel things because I would think it was a distraction. I'm like, ah, mind, what are you doing? Like, what is a random thought? And I would just push it away. And it's like, no, I need to really focus in on what the thing is and this thing's already there and it's like that's actually the thing that's it so then i stopped thinking about it so much and trying to over process because i didn't understand what i was being shown but if i would voice it they would or they might not right away but it would allow us to then lead to the next part of the conversation to the next and then pretty soon you're at that deep space Mm -hmm. and then it all makes sense but usually not until afterwards
0: yeah yeah It's true. I can resonate with that big time with my clients. I'll get this information in a lot of the times before I wasn't trusting that intuition or that download or our higher self. So we're almost don't want to say it because what if we're wrong? But who cares? And that's, I had to bridge that gap too to say, well, what if it's bang on and helps them open up a beautiful pathway to their healing? Yeah. Then that's just us getting out of our own way. So that was, yeah, that's a lot of inner healing to have to overcome and just trust, trust in the process.
1: Well, and and trusting, you know, as a practitioner, I think in the past, like I really wanted to be the one to give them the answer because it made me feel good. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nothing bad with the ego. We need our ego. We need our mind. We need our intellect. We need our personas to operate in the world here, or at least that's how I feel now and if we're aware of that then we can move through it a little bit differently or a little bit more openly or we can tread a little bit more lightly Mm -hmm. and then if i shift my energy more into curiosity being supportive and getting somebody to lead their own journey in a way with me supporting or maybe asking different questions or prompts it seems like it lands deeper and i've never really thought that it was me anyway of my energy is healing you know probably in the early parts of my career yes like right. look at me i'm this healer yeah. i healed that person <laughs> like, and now like they healed themselves
3: that's yeah. i may so have true.
1: pointed some things out or mirrored some things or just asked some questions or i was just with them as another human fully present Holding space and then that allows all the magic to happen or it allows things to shift or be seen that haven't been seen before just because there's a little reflection going on so I'm just trying to get out of my own way more and then maybe helping others get the things like out of the way for them that maybe they didn't know were there. And then, yeah, you clear the slate a little bit more, more energy emerges, whether that's emotions or something stuck physically, then it moves off and then they're onto a new, you know, new path again.
0: Yeah. That's what happened with me. It was, I had a lot of tears and it was getting, welcoming that little girl and that inner child and loving her and bringing her back home it was very difficult and i didn't even realize that that's that was in my way i had no idea and kevin he uh (laughs) brought that forward in such a beautiful way so i'm very grateful thank you
1: well and i feel like we got to bring it forward together yeah and i've always felt like health is a co-creative process and i say that to patients all the time that they might be looking for answers from me But usually together, like between the two of us, we can usually figure out quite a bit because it's you, you know, your system better than I do. You're with your body all the time that through dialogue, through curiosity, through, you know, beautiful intention, through divine neutrality where nothing has to happen. Mm -hmm. But what if we created a really beautiful space for whatever needed to emerge, even if it's not like logical or yeah. sort of left brains, kind of clinical scientific stuff. Although a lot of things show up like that for me too, with patients it's, yeah. it's very concrete too. And then we get to do that journey together and see what emerges. Yeah. And I, I'm curious uh, with, um, one of the things that you shared, if I could share it, because you know, had yeah. said, hey, we can talk about this. It's like, okay. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, just because I think it's healthy to, to understand for a lot of the people listening that we can move into these spaces, and I felt like you moved through it really beautifully by also naming the resistance that you felt initially, mm-hmm. because I have felt that on lots of things, and even doing the, the big event that we've got coming next month, I've had many days where I wake up in the morning and I'm like, oh, oh, the feeling, feeling some fear or some anxiety or some like resistance is like, why am I doing this? And yeah. and it, it's overwhelming for a moment, and then I start realizing, oh yeah, I know why I'm doing this. I've I've been guided. It feels resonant to me. My heart is so in it. It's exciting I just need to remember remember to breathe and I'm still human and honoring the parts of Kev that feel really nervous or scared to kind of step out even more. Yeah. So for anybody getting therapy or working on parts of themselves or doing inner child work or anything, it's natural to feel resistance or you signed up for an event or you come into, you know, a circle that you guys are doing, before you get there you might feel Resistance or anxious or scared and you don't know why and it can be confusing because the minds trying to understand what's going on here We might make a story yeah. or make meaning about what it is and that may or may not actually be factual or accurate mm-hmm. a lot of times It's not yeah. it's that we know that there's a shift gonna happen, yeah. but because we don't know what it is It's scary
0: the unknown. or
1: there's the unknown because we don't know how we're gonna feel after or during or through it and retreats can be that way because they can be deep um, events can be that way because somebody may already sense how much transformation is gonna come mm-hmm. and it might be difficult because there might be a bunch of anger or grief or sadness <clears throat> that needing to come up to be cleared yeah. and it it frankly it, maybe it doesn't feel good or it doesn't feel easy the after-effect is usually the most epic element yeah. but we do need some levels of courage so I appreciate like mm-hmm. your courage and your courage as well of, okay this might be hard or vulnerable i'm feeling some resistance let's honor that and make space and like that's okay yeah and then invite actually that part to come forward too and then it's interesting then the the deeper parts can unfold yeah so you know for many people if you feel that (laughs) normal
3: normal very normal. normal
1: and you know learning where you need to be discerning of oh, this doesn't feel good. I'm yeah. not going to go in this direction. Yeah. That's that's something different. Yeah. Versus the, oh, this is uncomfortable, but I feel resonant and, you know, stepping forward. There yes. There is something that's wanting to come forward and I'm worried about it a little yeah. bit. And just to, like, honor that space for yourselves as, yeah. you know, healing happens. Yeah,
0: and naming it and being like, hey, this is totally normal. I always think that when that fear or resistance is coming up, that's when the next level up happens. And I always say to people like, the moment you bought your ticket to go to an event, the healing has already started to happen. Right. Yeah. So it's like your higher self is signed up for that, you know you're going to it, and the unpacking is already beginning. So old memories will start to pop up or feelings and things because it's just preparing you for the stage or for that that moment, especially with our, our healing circles. When people have those nervous, it's like, oh well, what's a diet or partner work? And I wanted to get touch base on partner work because this is basically what we did last night. Um, that is always the most transformative um, exercise in our circles that everybody loves, even though they hate it and they're yes. like, I don't want to so do this. So uncomfortable sometimes. But the feedback is that's their favorite because they're connecting with humans and they're yeah. being seen yeah. and heard. And what we get them to do is. One person listens. They can't even head nod or or move. And the other person is just speaking. And then the other person repeats back to them what they heard. Yeah. And they feel seen and heard and they're hugging and they're crying. And it's so transformative. And it's like, that's exactly what we did last night. And you held space in such a beautiful way. It was like the resistance piece for me, even when you said to me, you were like, well, is it okay if you met me halfway? And like knowing that, yes, you have your orc field and you have your protection and, and, and all that. Are you willing to step forward? And that was the biggest, like that was the, like that deciding factor for me of, yes, I'm, I'm willing, I'm ready to do this.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's like
0: stepping out of that fear, stepping out of um, that comfort zone of protection. And I didn't even know that as a three-year-old little girl carried through my whole life. It was just i need to protect myself but that was withdrawing and pushing people away Mm -hmm. so like whether it's a masculine or feminine energy the heart was like i need to protect myself so don't get too close don't you know fully emerge of course i could to a certain degree but there's that protection so for you to acknowledge that and then just to say like hey meet me halfway and i'll meet you here we're just like, oh my God, okay.
3: Like
0: this, <laughs> I'm, I'm meeting you halfway. I'm here. I'm here for it. But then after that, it was like that unraveling. And then you went through like, I don't know, we can maybe go there a little bit of what if you even remember, but like that 16, 17 year old kind of like what happened for you there?
1: I think that, um, like I said, I'll, I'll be shown things or I'll sense things and I don't always know why or what role it has to play yeah the the part of you know sensing that sort of teenager late teenager version and then as we went through the layers a little bit more going back more to the three-year-old yeah and trusting like what was coming up for you that that is often where we need to go not always um further back like chronologically it doesn't really matter so much but what matters is the energy connection to what's going on or what's been missed or unseen or needs to be collected. Yeah. And that usually sets the stage for the, the next pieces. Yeah. And so if we were, you know, doing more or, you know, it kind of felt really complete because we can overthink it as practitioners. Yeah. Of Okay, let's do more, let's do more, let's do more. And then you actually may unravel or override how much the nervous system can integrate and how mm. quickly and I've come to understand, and a lot of my own work and somatic sessions and working with other people that are really close to me as well and really gifted and amazing, that I have a lot of beautiful support in my life and sometimes we overcomplicate healing. It can actually be really simple, like you shared, like in dyads and things. It's actually just the the full presence of another human being that Mm -hmm. can bring about healing, regardless of words, regardless of what's said. If two people are present and supporting each other just in that Mm -hmm. space, magic happens and you know our minds sometimes want to populate it with oh you could do this and you should do this and i'm not saying there's a lot not amazing things out there right but that part that is not going to be replaced by ai or robotics and technology another human soul with a heart like sitting there together just witnessing each other looking into their eyes and Mm -hmm. like really seeing the the window to the soul that way like how can that not be
3: Healing, yeah,
1: and if somebody's in a vibration of you know some amount of kindness and just neutrality and support of just showing up for one another without a, a specific mm-hmm. outcome, more can emerge. So, I think you know, if we were diving into that more, collecting those you know, those parts and then seeing, well, what else wants to emerge? You know, yeah. maybe there's the 12 year old element, there might be some energy there that yeah. now can actually be seen and integrated more, which may lead to the. You know the 16 17 year old version that maybe had something to say but was happy to kind of wait yeah, and just you know be in the layers there that it's not quite time yet but i'm i'm here too yeah and then allowing that to surface organically and naturally like when and um one of the gentlemen that i worked with years ago and still do a bit of a, a mentor and friend of mine when we started working years ago together and he was supporting me in different processes he said you know kevin uh, the soul will bring forward what it wants to work on and when yeah and you know we get to navigate that material as it comes forward then we can work with it but the the wisdom that we have inside it will bring those things forward if yeah. there's that that right you know we have said safety like 10 times today
0: it is true but
1: it's true that the nervous system just it needs a, a certain environment for healing to happen and you know you see it with animals or in the forest mm-hmm. if you sit in the forest quietly enough for long enough the animals that start to emerge the beings that start to emerge that they feel safe mm-hmm. because you're not in there like smashing around they they'll go hide because they're like oh there's the disruption in the forest the deer scatter that's
3: true
1: but if you're in the opposite space of just being kind and loving and neutral and not having a, a specific outcome and just sitting and so i do this this is this is real examples for me that after an hour or two, <laughs> cool. it's incredible. And that two
0: hours You've got later. frogs on your shoulders. You've yeah, got deer yeah. licking your teeth. <laughs> <cheeks. laughs> you've got bunny rabbits <laughs> jumping on your back.
1: Yeah, you're just in, in <laughs> co-creation with nature that you're, you're just occupying a, a beautiful, safe, neutral space. And then life actually starts to emerge. So I've been seeing that more and more with the body. Okay. That you're with somebody. The more still and quiet you can get and simplify what's going on, any number of things will emerge and those are usually the the most integral parts of healing.
0: Wow. wow. That's our word <laughs> our word of the week wow. is just wow. Wow. Um anybody that's looking to get some healing or direction, a definitely go to the new human event. This is coming up June 10th and 11th. Yes. Um also your practice like you're not really able to accept people really are you like where, where do you we're stand
1: not, yeah we're not really taking new patients right now or, or me personally we have other practitioners that um are gifted and yes. really amazing and they are which is was great and so this is also i hear actually from a, a lot of patients or people wanting to become patients yeah so many practitioners are so full and overloaded right now, whether it's like counselors, therapists, um, doctors, naturopaths, Chinese medicine, you know, anybody that's effective and getting good results and has, you know, a bit of loving presence Mm -hmm. and are aligned with their healing, they're really full or they're not taking patients. And so I know it's frustrating because we've been getting so many phone calls, so many inquiries. And for me, I'm like, Oh, this is, Challenging I want to be of service. I want to see as many people as I can and I I can't I can only see so many people And so there's all this energy that's flowing through the office and I'm so grateful for that I'm grateful for how many people want to work with me And it also speaks to how much people are wanting to shift and move and need support because they're struggling Or they're ready for that next level. It doesn't always have to be a big, you know difficult issue but there is a lot of difficult issues that we're seeing. And so they're they're really looking for somebody that can be in full presence. And I think of all of the skill sets that I've cultivated as a practitioner and courses and learning and training and certificates and stamps and all these things, it really just comes down to being a loving presence and being present in the room. Like I'm really there when I'm with people and that I actually think is probably what's creating the most amount of healing aside from all the things I think I know about the body and medicine. And so I would encourage any practitioners or people that are working with other others being supportive, just work on being present in your own life, address the things you need to address within yourself so that when you are sitting with somebody, that magic, that healing will show up and it becomes more effortless and more easy and quicker. And we're in a time right now that things are moving really quickly, so somebody can transform very quickly. So, this is one of the reasons that I've been working on building courses, um, okay. doing master classes, putting on bigger events, yeah. because I, I want to be accessible
3: That's right.
1: in a, a capacity that we can still dive in deeply and yeah. really get results, and
3: transform. even
1: in a day or yeah. in two days, because in the clinic, yeah, there's only so it's much time I'm in the why. day, and I like to think I work in multi-dimensional time, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still in the world. I still want to not be working 24/7 because that's not healthy for me, and I want to walk the talk. It's not just you know, concepts and theory, like I do spend time in the forest because I know I need it and yeah. I spend time away from people because I know I need that. So when I am, the then I'm on and I'm, I'm in presence and then I need to kind of retreat and take rest and make sure that I'm calibrated and then I yeah. can be out in the world again. So the, the bigger events, that's really exciting for my heart because I know the potency of the healing that can happen, but it can happen for, you know, hundreds of people mm-hmm. in one day or two days and so I'm going to keep creating those and yeah working on training and mentoring others is a a big focus the rest of the year after the event and I want people to be able to access really really good medicine and you know I believe I have some things to share so I think there'll be a lot more like training um, (laughs) training for others that want to offer healing as well and and that way it can keep propagating okay I was just gonna
2: ask you about that so training other people under your belt in the way that the practices that you practice in the way that you teach, you're teaching other people to do that.
1: Yeah. I've got That's some, amazing. I've got an amazing, um, gentleman in the practice. He's a TCM guy as well. What's and TCM? Chinese medicine, okay. traditional Chinese medicine. Thank you. Thank, you. Thank you. And I believe that he has the, the skill sets. He's there for the right reasons. He's got a beautiful soul, very intuitive, very guided. He's done all the Chinese medicine training. So all of that there to me is like, Oh, this is an equation that could lead to really beautiful outcomes for a lot of the patients that he's seeing. And so we're starting to do some of the training with like the toxicity testing that I do. And I just, I want to share with him that there's other ways to do things. And yeah, he's really keen on learning and has a growth mindset as well, but also the intention at the end of the day, we want to support people and we want to help people. And we want to do that in the most effective and efficient way possible.
3: Oh, absolutely. And so
1: having practitioners on board with that way of thinking, those are the people that I'm interested in training and mentoring. And, yes. um, I have a, a bias towards the, the Chinese medicine for sure. Cause that's part of my background. And at the same time, though, there will be some training courses in the future. They're not ready yet. It's stuff that I've been working on for a little while. And it just, again, it takes time cause yeah. I'm so busy in the clinic that I do want to reach other practitioners, and they don't have to do it like I do it, but I can still share some of these things that I found to be really effective to get people well.
2: Creating and, a course for other
1: Yeah, for other practitioners, That's so okay, there'll fantastic. be courses That's coming the in the go. future, That's like it. more for, public to empower them to help themselves and i've got a master class on our site right now for autoimmune conditions
3: oh, good.
1: even though that's the the banner of it like it has an autoimmune focus i actually believe anybody could take it and they would get a lot out of it for their own health and healing so that's available awesome. there'll be more like that coming and then there is going to be a focus that is specific to practitioners or yes. specific to healers and guides that are looking to gain more skill sets and more tools so that they can be more effective. Because that that really lights me up too is seeing other people empower their patients and get way better results than what they even thought were possible. And teaching then teaching the teachers, yeah, really teaching the, the teachers and um, been a big focus the last few years on like healing the healers. That was this thing that kept coming through. And so a lot of the the deeper retreats that we've done not everybody, but almost everybody is a practitioner of some kind. You got it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: We're all healers. We all room. are. And everybody has all We all, all have ability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something I want to address, like anybody watching right now, and like, if you're finding that you're kind of in this limbo, I like to, we were talking about this over the weekend about, you know, people say new earth, old earth. And if you're kind of in this middle ground where right now relationships you're questioning and you're like, do I want to be here anymore? And is there this vibrational shift where, you know, you're really leaning into your work and you're evolving and stepping up, but your partner's just staying in that frequency. I feel like this is a great opportunity for the ones that are, are trying to level up and go to the next level to, um, embark in like the journey of the new human event and go to these sorts of things that Kevin is offering. And like, not being so afraid of the unknown because the unknown is where this creation is made. And you're like, we always say one step away from completely altering and changing your life in such a beautiful way. So what you might find is you have a choice right now and it's, it's really uncomfortable. So you're either going to circle around and do a cycle of the old and stay there, or you're going to go on to this new uh, journey. You can call it new earth, whatever you want. So, um, I had a point to saying this. Oh, and another thing, um, what we had talked about with toxicity, and we've kind of like skating around the topic a little bit, um, to go to that level of like Kevin's able to help people that have had um, injury basically to, what do you call it? The
1: huge amount of toxins coming Um, into the body in a really pointed way.
0: (laughs) (laughs) In a really pointed way. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I wanted to touch base. I wanted to get back to that. Um, what you've seen, like you're actually, so it's not even just like this woo-woo type thing. You're like seeing different things in the body and the toxicity yeah. You, because you analyze like the hair. And so let's go, let's go there.
1: Yeah, basically for years, we've been focused on toxicity testing, toxicity work in the body, trying to understand really where does illness come from? in any number of equations, mentally, emotionally, physically, and looking at the amount of toxins that we're exposed to on the planet now, it's significant. Like uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's a lot of toxins. So to me, staying healthy becomes much easier if you're not allowing a huge amount of toxins into your body monthly, weekly, daily, whether that's your water, your food, um, injectables on all platforms um, things in in um, in the food especially is kind of hard to navigate sometimes cosmetics the things we use for products there's a lot of um, sources of toxins that the body doesn't really love yeah. and our bodies are so capable I want to say that yeah. we can transform anything mm-hmm. and at the same time you want also be kind to yourself that you're not overloading it all the time with um, toxic media, with things that are triggering all the time and just relentlessly pounding your nervous system and overstimulating your body and your mind and your eyes and all those things, because then it, it has to process it. So, for anybody that has taken on a huge amount of toxicity, especially in the last couple of years, and then again and again and again, we are seeing in the clinic that there is a lot of issues. And I, you know, I don't want to skip past that either, that the amount of inflammatory response in people's bodies, the last year especially, is like nothing I've ever seen before. Okay. And I'm, I'm not trying to alarm Why anybody. Well, because a lot of the population has taken on some significant toxins Into that have never been tested before on people. There's no safety data. There's no long-term studies of any kind. So it's a big experiment. And when you're experimenting with gene therapy and giving the body new elements it's never seen before, it may or may not have a big response to that. And depending on somebody's current state of health, when they receive the toxins, it can really shift and change their life expression. And in some ways it's been severe. And so that has increased the amount of calls to my office because they've been having trouble finding support, finding solutions. Um, getting better. They've now maybe seen five six eight ten doctors. Maybe they've been to emergency a whole bunch And they're kind of getting passed over. I'm not saying other people aren't doing their mm-hmm. jobs well I'm just saying in a lot of situations They're not finding solutions, and they're not getting answers to me Sometimes the answer seems really obvious that there was a shift of Before they put toxins in their body directly and then there's a shift after that's been received by the system and I just right. think, of course, the immune system, Ooh. the nervous system, all the organ systems of the body generally will have a lot to say when you get a, a big influx of toxic load that passes the blood system immediately.
3: Okay.
1: It's not something you ingested that you know your immune system and your GI system has a, a ability to maybe help clear or clear some of it. Mm-hmm. But when you're directly bypassing the enteric system like that, then um, yeah, it can lead to big issues. And so we're seeing that wave. It's probably still in the beginning it's probably gonna get bigger yeah. and so this is a discussion I have with my colleagues with other people in healthcare of what are we gonna do and how are we gonna support the population and can we and to yeah. what degree That's and right. so we've had a decent amount of success treating I'll just say toxicity issues because it's true it's true a lot of people that we've met even you know pre all the things that have happened the last few years, there was a lot of toxicity issues in the population already. That's right. And now it's just been compounded and is exponentially just through the roof. So, you know, for a lot of us that saw this coming to now see it taking place in real life, it's not just a concept or a theory or something that, Oh, maybe that'll take place. It is true. I see it every day. And the things that I was sort of concerned about predictively, are, you know, two years ago, three years ago are now the things that are actually taking place and we don't want to be right about this stuff. No. I was just praying that I'd be wrong that yeah. the outcome yeah. I was imagining wouldn't happen. That's right. But it has and yeah. it is. And so now again, what? let's get results. Let's focus on solutions. That's let's work right. on healthy, um, vitality, you know, energy in the body and finding ways to do that through remedies, through herbs, through getting treatment, through, you know, sitting in presence with people. There's more and more products coming out all the time to deal with toxins. And so when you look at the the mass market of supplements, herbals, remedies, tinctures that are online and that are being, you know, sold and spoken to the amount of products that are for toxins Mm
3: -hmm.
1: is pretty next level. It it makes you think like big picture. There must be a lot of toxins in our world, and our environment, because yes. look at the amount of products that are showing up to combat that. That's right. It's massive. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people need that because there's a lot of toxins. So yeah. it, it really pays to look at where your food comes from if you can. And I know these things can be overwhelming, but there is solutions. There's more coming out all the time. I'm working on developing solutions all the time because I'm always learning. And whenever we see a huge shift in the genome, in the population, at the genetic level, then I feel like as difficult as that could be for a lot of people, there's always solutions that'll show up too. I agree. You know, we have resilience. We've been on the planet for a while, maybe a short remarkable. time, you know, for some, but um, yeah, we <laughs> we can move through things. And just want to share that too. Like anything's yes. possible.
0: I agree. If we give that um, that power, it's like look at what you've done even just with your breath work and holding your breath for now up to five minutes. is incredible. So is there anything that you... Can recommend for anybody that's going through toxicity um, massive shifts where they're they're waving on like do I just recycle into that old program and Mm -hmm. stay or do I step into the new so is there anything that you can give to our audience that can help them without having to come and see you
1: I would say to keep asking questions and uh, I think it might have been Tony Robbins that said this, of, you know, been at different events and things. If you want better answers, ask better questions.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you're observing your life and there's things that are not working or you're feeling different things in any capacity, start asking better questions. Have the courage to ask deep questions of yourself because we do often have the guidance and the intuition. I believe everybody has these different levels of gifting that they do know the answers. Right. So even when I'm asking questions sometimes, like, what do you think about this? And they say, I don't know. And I've had this reflected to me years ago, which is okay. why I can speak about it now is they're like, yes, you do. What yeah. do you mean you don't Go know? Go deeper. And that's just the the mind but it's often we feel the deeper resonance but maybe we don't want to go there or we're scared about that what what that means or we don't like the answer that's there
3: Yeah,
1: it's uncomfortable so we'll just bypass it the truth. so I'm inviting people and always inviting myself don't bypass anything feel all of it okay. feel it through to the the depths that are possible for you get support get help wherever needed. If you ask for help, you usually receive it. I've oh, learned yeah. that too. And to come back into connection with yourself, which for me is coming into nature more, okay. get in the forest, get into, you know, water, lakes, streams, different things like that. Find some waterfalls, find peaceful places of stillness because it's being, it's been harder to find the energy of stillness. As soon as you turn on your phone, you turn on the tv turn on the radio again we can use these tools as long as we understand their t- tools yes. and we're using them in an empowered way they don't pull you in but i get pulled in at times too Yeah. and then suddenly i'm finding oh i'm feeling anxious yeah i'm kind of feeling stressed and why is that and it's like oh i've been staring at my phone for 20 minutes mm-hmm. i gotta put this down and i'm pretty aware of it it's it's kind of you feel sneaky. the difference
3: Okay, going into nature, boom, let's
1: shut down technology. I'm going to go sit on a big boulder or rock for the next 10, 15 minutes, and I'm just going to sit there. I don't even have to do anything. (laughs) So it's like recognizing when this stuff is happening, when somebody's feeling triggered, when they're feeling dysregulated, look at what you're doing in that moment and change what you're doing. It's, Mm. It's available to everybody. Put your feet on the ground, get some grass, some earth somewhere find it or envision that you're putting your feet on the ground even if you can't access at that moment because you're in a 10-story office building you can still put your mind you can and it'll change the nervous system so that's what i would say okay keep being curious yeah there is solutions out there and trust your intuition if you feel you're supposed to go to an event or you feel like you're supposed to connect with somebody or and you don't even know why trust that more practice trusting your intuition more and then as you build that muscle it becomes more and more refined and you will find exactly where you need to be and beautiful experiences happen healing you'll you'll find the the resources that you need Um, we do have a wait list going at the office so you know people can call the office and you know grateful to my staff for fielding so many calls and inquiries and emails I know it's a lot of energy coming in and um, yeah we're gonna keep you know, building and finding ways to yeah, move and, forward. And
0: it's like, even your machine, you have that other program to rent it out. And then there's, there's always other solutions. Like you had said, yeah. you can get a punch pass and you can go and sit in what's the The, machine the, called? the
1: biocharger, the biocharger, yeah, you, you can
0: come in and sit in there. Yeah. And I highly encourage everybody to experience it. It's so cool. It's, it's amazing. just, yeah, it's like otherworldly. <laughs> I love it. it is. Um, I just wanted to, this was like in my brain the whole
2: time because a lot of the times especially with the audience that uh, that follow us and it, we're all, a lot of them are just in the beginning stages but that resistance when we're talking about the discomfort I always say like get comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah right so then when those times do come there isn't as much resistance to like the unknown but yet there's a few things to this so we always the, there's this like comfort zone that we want to be in cuz we always want to be in flow and like comfortable and all the things but there's always a place for the discomfort. Now, in that in that in saying that and that discomfort, the work that we do is to help people get more in touch with their intuition
3: mm-hmm. so
2: that they, they can use their discernment. Um what can you say for people to to bridge that gap from using your dis- discernment and seeing feeling that discomfort in something because obviously like Mm -hmm. i always see like the things that come in as an opportunity that make you uncomfortable is the opportunity to heal that part of you yeah Yeah. but i feel like that people are just so used to wanting to be in that comfort zone because there's been so much discomfort especially in the last few years that people were kind of forced to like sit with it and even if they didn't yeah. There was a lot yeah, no more choice. alcohol consumption during that time. Yeah. Because I feel that, um, in, you know, I was even there in a period of time where it was just, like, really uncomfortable for me just to even be by myself. So, you, so things just to distract ourselves from yeah. that. So, yeah, alone. sitting in a quiet place. Like, that's, that's uncomfortable for a lot of people. Yeah. So, what can you say, like, I know that's a roundabout question, but what can you say to people um, that are kind of, like like one foot in one foot out like you know like it's uncomfortable but you know how how good that is for the soul versus using your discernment in, in things that just don't align with you does that make sense
1: yeah I think what comes up there's um, action tends to be the the greatest antidote to fear mm. and so take an action even if it's small
3: mm-hmm.
1: and then see Like make a, make a little decision. And as you get more confident and comfortable making decisions, even in cases of the unknown, you'll start to learn how to navigate your own intuition. And it might be a small thing and just kind of test it out a little bit. Oh, I'm feeling this. I don't understand it in my mind, but take an action in alignment with what you're feeling and then see. And there's, you're going to learn one way or the other, and it will show you something. And then the next time something comes up, you're realizing, oh, I, I know how to navigate this a little bit. Maybe I'll take the next step and I'll take the next step. And then sometimes when it's really big ones, you can purely make a big decision completely from your inner intuition, your gut knowing, and the mind in the beginning, especially will do everything it can to prevent you from doing that because it doesn't make sense to the mind but you still might have clarity on the feeling and then if you're taking some actions or you're making some big decisions especially leading up to it with smaller ones you can fa- you can feel clear and then you land on the other side of something and then again you gain more confidence and you learn something that then suddenly you have more skill sets and you have more capacity than yeah, you well, did before Yeah, so it's just the the little thing. It could be anything that maybe doesn't have a big consequence either way, but play around with that in yourself of, oh, I felt this, I took some action, I said the thing, I did the thing, I I made a a decision in that direction, and it was totally accurate, and it was true, and oh, and I learned this little piece along the way, okay, you know, put that in your backpack, keep on rolling. I
3: love that.
1: And yeah, know that the universe will come and meet you. Yeah. It doesn't always meet you how you think it will, you
3: nailed often it. better, <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah.
1: doesn't always feel that way at the time, but then something new emerges. And now that I've seen that a bunch in my life, I have more trust in that. Mm-hmm. I didn't always, yeah. and I'm still learning, you know, there's still lots of discomfort, but I am better at just being with that and then not trying to sugarcoat it or not trying to bypass it, but being with it in real time and then actually helps it move. And the next thing can emerge or we'll move through it like way faster than maybe what I would have in the past. So just start even a little bit.
0: It's like collecting data. It's a perfect, this is a great, uh, I always like examples for people because they're like, let's put ourselves in a position. It's like, this was the Calgary option, opportunity for Tiffany and I. A Wednesday, get this feeling like we need to go. Like we need to go to Calgary, we need to go to this event. There's my higher self giving me this like direction i could have gone eh, finances i don't know you know am i really going to get a flight on on the friday in less than a day and a half is there going to be a hotel available all these things right so this is a perfect example of people having a, a road in a direction of their higher self and then they're going to give all of the what ifs so then when you quiet the what ifs and i just did one step at a time let's check the hotel if that aligns kate okay, let's check the flight that aligned Okay, now let's call my business partner. Tiff, let's go. It was a no-brainer, right? So those are the options that the universe give us all the fucking time, whether it's relationships or job opportunities or that creative juice of stepping into your power to create something new and become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the what-ifs. No, you got to just lean in to the left. One step at a time. One step at a time. Check it. Go. Do it anyways. And then look. Calgary event meet you we're come to vernon like going to your event your event now gets broadcasted to our people it's like ripple after ripple after ripple from answering the call and leaning into the unknown
1: 100% good work yes, yes. Uh, high by, five good, good uh, work <laughs> like
0: seriously seriously it's it's so powerful this work and leaning into our like you say the intuition and that's that, those little baby steps of trusting that little step and I love I love this I want to like talk for
3: I know years, I'm like
0: but um, okay I think we should wrap it up yeah and uh, is there anything else that's coming through or that you want to share with everybody
1: I love where we're going as humanity even though it doesn't look that way from a you know certain lens and perspective what I feel is so many layers of society that have been unsustainable. They're getting burned away. They're falling away. There's a lot of chaos, but in the chaos there's always opportunity. If we get into the curiosity and creative and get clear on what do we want to create and just focus on that, then so many things can happen so quickly right now. So don't miss that opportunity, you know, and create the lives that we want to create and have the heart level conversations as much as we can you know that's what we're here for
2: okay so here it is dealing with the trauma the things that hold us back so we can step in our childlike energy so we can create and stay curious yes. and make an imprint in this world because Beautiful. we all have something to bring to the table we do we always say, yeah
0: yes. amazing thank, thank, you. thank you so <laughs> much kevin for being on the show also i just have to acknowledge your our first. You're a first man, like our first masculine energy on the show, uh, present on YouTube. And we're just so grateful that it's you. So thank you for leading the way. Thank you for having
1: me. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So fun.
0: Okay. Thank you all. All of, um, Kevin's information is going to be in the show notes, um, Instagram, all the things, website, how to find him. Um, and we highly encourage you guys to answer the call, come to his event. It's going to be magical. Tiffany and I will be there. Of course. And, yeah, let's jump into the unknown.
3: Oh, God, all it. right <laughs>
0: yay. <laughs>